The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who've built them. I'm your host and founder, OH Partners, Scott Harkey. Joining us is Laurel Mintz who is the founder and CEO of Elevate My Brand, which exercises a unique offline and online marketing methodology that proves innovative, creative solutions for new emerging brands, as well as established companies. They specialize in helping both business to consumer, B2C, and B2B. And they help them gain attention and exposure they deserve within their niche markets, regardless of size or operational growth. Yesterday, Laurel and I talked about taking Nickelodeon's Paw Patrol on the road. Rough, rough. Today, we're going to continue the conversation and talk about Tamara Mellon's first step into luxury footwear. All right, here's my conversation with Laurel Mintz, the founder and CEO of Elevate My Brand. All right, we're back. What's going on? Hey, this is a really fun one. I, well, it's all good. I know. I'm As a, like a podcast, I'm supposed to like get right into it. So we're going we're gonna to jump right into it. Tell us about uh, this uh, step into luxury footwear. I'm a dude, so um, <laughs> I don't, don't have... You don't say. You don't have uh, heels lining your closet, no? It, well, I mean, I got a couple of Jordans. I got I got some Jordan 3s I'm pretty excited about. That's um, fair. Close but enough. That's, that's I wouldn't luxury. call myself like a luxury footwell, <laughs> you know, footwear connoisseur. So tell us about... I couldn't even send the name right, but Tamara Mellon. Tamara Mellon. We got okay. it. Yeah. So Tamara right, Mellon was, was the co-founder um, with Jimmy Choo. So everyone knows the Jimmy Choo brand. Okay. This yeah. was uh, her version of luxury at a more affordable price point. So still very much in that Italian construction, beautiful design, but a little bit more approachable from a, from a price point. And so again, this was pre-pandemic. Tamara Mellon came to us and they wanted to do pop-ups with a tight with the Create Cultivate team. So Create Cultivate, if you don't know, they do these tours all around the U.S., really targeting um, millennial generational women. And they're just super poppy and bright and fun and, and engaging. And they had contracted with them and they had to execute their first concept in, I want to say it was something insane. It was like, it was like a nine or 10 week turnaround. It was nuts. Wow. Yeah. So they came to us and they're like, uh, what do we do? <laughs> And luckily, to your point on uh, yesterday's call, we had a fabulous fabrication team and we had we got to ideate on the concept really quickly and we ended up building out this like beautiful rainbow wall of all of the shoes in different sizes so people could literally just pull them off the wall, try them on and buy them. And it was a super successful national tour. We did that six, we, uh, it was a rinse and repeat. So everything had to be very thoughtfully done so that we could flat pack it, make sure that it wasn't um, destroyed in transit and use it again 
time, it was like rinse and repeat, right? So we had to use it six, yeah, six times. It was a wild campaign. Wow. Okay. So I always say, wow. I need to think of something. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you have your network. And again, I, I probably met you like at CAN or CES or ANA or, or some shit. But you, you have an amazing network of probably very high level business people and marketers, and they have a challenge or brand challenge or product launch, and they come to you and you, you ideate. And you ideated this idea. And let me see if I'm recapping this right. But Jimmy Chu, the, the Ferrari of luxury shoes, is making like a scaled down version. I, I don't want to say a Honda Civic, but like more <laughs> scaled down than their normal a Ferrari. A BMW 3 version day. or a 5. BMW 3 or 5. Yeah, there you go. Okay. A seven yeah. series Beamer normally, and they're going to do the three series. Okay. Correct. That's Correct. helpful. <laughs> yeah. And okay. So you sit down with their team from a product standpoint, from an activation standpoint, all of it, and you, you brainstorm how to get their brand out there. And then you came up with this idea for this, the shoe wall. Did I summarize that correctly? Yeah, it was a, it was a rainbow shoe wall. So that, like we wanted to make it very Instagrammable because that's what Create Cultivate was all about. And we wanted to come up with a concept that these women in attendance would really be excited about. And so we created this mirror moment, as we called it. And the hashtag that they wanted to put up was just hashtag tomorrow melon. And in that conversation, I was like, come on, this is really boring. We need to come up with something a little bit more exciting. Look, we're building out something visually beautiful. We also need to have something that's a little edgy and see if it works, right? Test it. And they were like, all right, what did you have in mind? And my, my concept was, Hashtag flash your melons. And they like lost their shit. They were like, that's, that's just wild. I don't think that's going to work. Let's not damage the brand. And I said, look, we'll print both clings. We'll test flash your melons. If it doesn't engage the way that I believe it will, then we'll put the cling tomorrow melon up and call it a day and no harm, no foul, right? You'll do it. We'll do it for like a half a day, see how the response is and make a decision based on the metrics. And it turned out in that one day of the show, they got more social engagement than the entire three-year history of that brand to date because of that hashtag. Wow. Okay. This is what the show's about. It's the art and science of doing epic shit that gets people <laughs> noticed and gets brand affinity. And this is the perfect example of that. And you you had an insight that, and you pushed your client to consider it. But I haven't heard that tactic of kind of testing both. Uh, I think my creative team and I would die on the sword. Well, it wasn't really testing both. It was like, I know this. We'd die on the sword for the idea. Like that's a way better approach. I wish I would have thought. Of that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, like, it wasn't really, I mean, it was basically like, I'll placate you by having this as a backup. If you think it's going to fail, I know it's not, but at least that way you as the CMO feel better. Right. I can imagine why Jimmy Choo, Jimmy Choo, I think I said that right, would be scared to death of a campaign like that, but it obviously crushed it. Wow. So it, the social engagement was high. The launch was great. Everything, everything was, was perfecto. I mean, nothing's ever perfect. I mean, when we, just so you know, <laughs> when we toured this down to Miami for the Create Cultivate uh, launch down there, something happened. Uh, I forget what, oh yeah. We, the 18 wheeler that was carrying all of the materials lost a tire on the road. And for those of you that don't know how experiential works, when you have load in for an event of the scale, you have a very specific window. And if you mess that window up, you mm -hmm. have to pay significant fees. And so we had to, on the fly, find an 18-wheeler, swap it out for to get this uh, product to the location in Miami in time because we were driving it across country at that point because it was all these different stops around the country. So that was uh, that was a, a wild moment. <laughs> Nothing ever goes perfectly in events. Okay, Let's so just be honest. 
Oh, of course. I, so my understanding is if a brand marketer had to put you in a box or they had a problem, like category would you fit into? Would it be like, like an innovation lab? Would it be an experiential marketing company? Would it be... We call ourselves digital and experiential because we really always tie okay. those two together. Social, digital experiential. Yeah, okay. digital experiential. That makes sense. And leveraging the experiential for social and digital makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Okay. I want to... We did this in a few episodes earlier, and I'm going to bring it back. And I just completely ripped it off from Gary Vee, and I'm just going to be totally <laughs> transparent about that. We're going to do a little overrated, underrated, because the best things are just a little repackaged anyway. So let's just admit what it is. Because I want to get your take, because you have a different point of view, given the more social and experiential side of what you do. And so I've had a lot of performance marketers and brand marketers. And I think we have our bias to what we think is working well in the new world, post-pandemic world. So let's do a little overrated, underrated really quick. And I want, I want to do a little rapid fire quickly here. Influencer marketing, underrated, overrated right now in today's market. Of course, it depends on the brand and blah, 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 blah. But let's just, you know, let's, let's we're going to have to make some assumptions a little yeah, bit Yeah, I say underrated. The creator economy has a big future. I just don't think brands have had the wherewithal to understand how to optimize that channel yet for themselves. But I think it's completely still underrated and the future of a lot of brands. I agree. And I liked how you mentioned it thinking it more through the lens of experiential too as as an opportunity. We'll go TikTok, underrated, overrated. Totally underrated still. Again, so many brands don't know how to use it or leverage it. There's still the option of, I mean, the opportunity to go viral so quickly on that platform. And that's what brands always want. I want to go viral. I want to go viral. Well, this is a channel Uh that it doesn't have that same, those same gatekeepers like some of the more, uh, some of the older channels yep. do now. I think it's totally underrated. We just did a ton of great TikTok work for Geico. They really get it on that platform. Wow. Yeah. And it's a boom or bust kind of thing. And totally. it, it feels like there's less stakes too. Like if it busts, like no one cares. Like it's all upside at times. And there's a lot of brands that just from a, from a legal standpoint or like have to stay away, which I think opens the door. And again, I, I think TikTok, I heard $5 billion in ad sales going to $12 billion in a year. So Thanks, Elon Musk, um, for messing up Twitter, right? <laughs> All of that is conquesting now. Exactly. But I mean, if you talk to performance marketers, they didn't love the platform of Twitter for brand engagement anyway. Like it hasn't been a great performing ad asset generally. It was more of a upper funnel kind of awareness play for a long time. And I think he did piss off some of those people that market in that channel that are not looking for performance or ad units that are super exciting and engaging, almost like an old banner ad. So I think it's more of a platform engagement issue. We'll see where that goes, but it, it's certainly very uh, topical. So uh, all right, we'll go to Might as well go Twitter if we're, we're talking about it. Underrated, overrated. Totally overrated. So I've gone back and forth on this. I think as a lot of people dropped out, I thought it was a buy opportunity for the right brands that are considering performance and we're looking for potential deals. But I got to say, in terms of until they've really maybe brought back a Vine or brought back different, more engaging advertising options like Instagram and TikTok and the others. They're not doing that. So just so you know... I have some inside baseball on this. I know someone very yes. closely connected to that yes. situation and none of that's coming back. It's not happening. He wow. has a plan for the future and it doesn't include us in that way. What is it? In, what is it? In, can you say I what you think you, it I'd have, to, I'd have to kill you, but it's wow. he doesn't give a shit about advertisers anymore. So take your money elsewhere. Wow. So it's, it's potentially more of his own assets and his own channel for his own company's that, you which said makes that sense. I did not. You said it. I did. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you can see that. I mean, he yeah. wouldn't be spending the time. And 
you've seen other brands do this, but they've stayed less involved. Like, you know, when Bezos bought the post, he stayed out of it. There used to be a saying, don't pick a fight with someone that owns ink by the barrel. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard right? that one. <laughs> Right. It's like, a, like the one. old timers in like media would say this shit all the time. Like, what are you talking about? You know, now it definitely doesn't make sense, but it kind of makes sense now. Okay. So it, from experiential side, man, give me an underrated, overrated. That's more like experiential focused and take a take. Cause I'm like, I'm stumped here. So I'm going to, I'm going to phone a friend. Give me an underrated, overrated. Okay. I'll give you an underrated, not, it's not experiential on the large scale that we've been talking about, but I think, um, hard mail is underrated. Ooh, hard mail. I, underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Why? We're seeing it have a major resurgence right now because our inboxes are so inundated all day long with garbage, but our mailboxes aren't. So if you can do a really smart mail drop, hard mail drop, I'm, we're seeing that convert at a really good rate for a lot of our clients. So it's kind of on the line of experiential. I guess. Yeah. And well, because you can personalize it too, right? You can have some personalized things and engage it back to online and contests and all sorts of stuff. So exactly. It can translate. Especially I think in a loyalty setting, I would agree with you, right? Like I'm a, I'm a nerd, right? Like there's like two, like G4 as a golf brand and Fiori, like I'm the demo. So they send me the stuff and I buy their stuff and I love when it comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but even others, political, we've seen certainly a lot in that channel. But yeah, I have a, a major brand that we love direct mail and we're a $15 million media brand a year just in one market. And yeah. and we think the same thing about direct mail. So all right, I like, I like the little direct mail shout out. I mean, that's the fun thing about marketing. I, I think, you know, once you have the brand strategy and the nuts and bolts and that thing set, then how do you optimize? Once you have that quote unquote North Star and once you know who your consumers are and how you're differentiating, blah, 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 blah. Especially the big brands that work with agencies like yours, agencies like mine that, that like know who they are and they need a campaign strategy, not a brand strategy. And yeah. so how are you optimizing channel by channel? And I do think for a while, brand marketers that had agencies and partners in this very slim box missed the boat. If you're only experiential, then like you're missing on social and influencer if you're, you know, like I have a digital social content creation company, but they could do so much more. I mean, they do integrated brand campaigns. And I think the more you can consolidate your partners for people that you believe in, I think you're going to get better work across different channels. So I, I mm -hmm. definitely, that was a good reminder, I think, today from you as well. All right, all right final thoughts. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Let's go. Final underrated, overrated. I love this. I thought we should talk about experiential NFTs. I thought that was a big overrated. Ooh, yeah, you know what? And I was going to say Web 3.0 is an underrated, overrated. I, I, I definitely bring that up a lot too. So let's go social NFTs, underrated, overrated. Totally overrated. Other than I believe... Wow. Different I take. Believe I love it. That it's going to end up fleshing out in a couple ways. One, loyalty programs and two, authentication. I think that's where NFTs are going to end up landing. These NFTs that are going for hundreds of thousands of dollars have no value. They will not re retain that value. I don't believe in that as a market. So I think it's overrated. So we just had my buddy on from Mint, I don't know, four episodes ago. And he said the exact same thing, right? It's it, it's a loyalty tool, yep. an authentication tool, totally. but like NFTs on the secondary market, like people buying JPEGs like three, four, five times for crazy money. No thanks. We'll, we'll leave that to Paul. It's like a pyramid but, scheme, for sure. Totally, yeah. 
So yeah, I, I, okay. So let's go web 3.0 overrated under, and we're super over time, but who cares? It's been great content. So we're going <laughs> to, I think it's, uh, I think it's fully overrated because nobody knows. Can I curse on, can I like really curse on this? Cause I was going to say, Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> cursing nobody knows what the fuck it is yet. It's not there yet. We're still in the experiential phase, no. like experimental phase. So it's going to end up just being yeah. the new web and web three is not going to be a thing. I think, I think anyone who says they're an expert is full of shit. I know there's so and, and look, I have friends in Web3 business and they have it, their agencies and they do great work. And each of them have some really cool case studies and people can go win their awards at the advertising show for like the new innovative campaign because they sponsored some house and roadblocks and like they all look cool or whatever. But I, I agree with you. Like, I think we still need to be testing and learning and, it's too early. and, and it's too early. looking. But yeah, as a proven platform... People jumped into it way fast. I mean, look what <laughs> look what happened with FTX and crypto. I mean, you, Hello. You, you know, like we think we understand what people are saying and the technology, but we really don't. And there's and just not the audience guys. I mean, everyone feel has FOMO on that shit. You know, total FOMO. I agree. All right, I have to wrap up at some point okay. because I told my <laughs> producer I'm going to have a shorter podcast so we can have a rated, actually rated podcast, which we have. And I was telling our last guest uh, episode before this, huge shout out to our producer, uh, Benjamin Shapiro. You're, you're freaking awesome, man. We just cracked the top 10 for marketing podcast in like 30 days, which is unheard of. We are, we're, I think, 121 for business podcasts in the US. It's all been he and his now network of marketing podcasts are taking major public by storm. He had a vision for this. He believed in me. He believed in the guests we were going to bring. And we knew we could create a community of marketers where we can learn shit and have like less bullshitty conversations and real conversations. So thank you to Ben. Thank you to Laurel Mintz for coming on and having some real talk. It's such a freaking awesome experience when people are real and we're, we're here to learn and we're here to grow and we're not here to bullshit. So uh, we're going to wrap this episode up of the Rebrand Podcast. Big thanks to Laurel Mintz for joining us. You can find Laurel at Twitter, LinkedIn, all the fun stuff. I mean, that's Laurel J. Mintz on Twitter, but she probably won't be on Twitter based on our earlier conversation. I love that. <laughs> um, and then elevatemybrand.com. Probably LinkedIn be the best way to find her and we'll put that in our show notes. So thanks again, everyone. Talk to y'all soon. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to our podcast, head over to rebrandpod.com where we're going to have all the summaries and episodes for our guests and contact information. So uh, you can do your, your little LinkedIn spying there. We're going to make it super easy for you. And you can also subscribe to our newsletter. Or if you want to talk about the most impactful marketing campaign, you can apply to be a guest speaker on our show, the Rebrand Podcast. Of course, you can always find us on social media. We're on all the stuff at Rebrand, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter. Again, I'm going to stay out of the craziness of Twitter, but I am on there and and mostly like uh, Arizona State articles, my favorite college football team. But I'm Sharky AZ. You can also find me on Instagram and all the fun stuff, TikTok, and that's just Scott Harkey. You can find me anywhere. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance in your podcast feed, we publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be right back in your feed the next business day. And that's going to wrap it up for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. <laughs>